everyone today is october 30th 2021 happy pre-halloween halloween eve whatever this is the dual assessment your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! duel links my name is green ranger this week we'll discuss esports first of course like always um Yu-Gi-Oh! manga 25th anniversary campaign is coming up discuss action duels which are Officially over, but that's a new game mode that was introduced with the last event. And um, the Tag Duel Tournament. I forgot about the Tag Duel Tournament. There's new cards from the Tag Duel Tournament. Um, another reincarnation of that event. And, of course, um, some leftover stuff. And today, Gong Strong will be discussed. Gong Strong's level-up cards, dual skills, and farmable cards. Uh, we have the new upcoming news for the month of November as well. So let's get to it. Just as a reminder, um, this podcast is available anywhere you get your podcast. Just search Duel Links Podcast and you'll find it. And this is also on Spotify and on Roku as well. So this week in the Duel World, I officially hit uh, Legend 1, which is has has become uh, what I've been satisfied with. Um, I haven't been in that mode where I have to hit King of Games, nor do I have um, a lot of time to grind it out with competing games in the world and also busyness of life. So um, I've been committed to gimmick puppets. There's you know more exciting things, and I've bought um, new card releases and all that, but I'm just trying to do a gimmick puppet. Still have not hit um, King of Games with gimmick puppets. I think it could be done if you put enough time into it, uh, which I don't have right now. So, um, gaming puppets are still okay. Um, I think it's just up to me when I get get tired of the deck and I'll stop playing it and put it down. Or if I start buying more of the next box, maybe I can move into the triple Ds. Uh, we'll see, but uh, that that deck itself needs some... Um, you need to learn how to play a deck. You can't really just jump into the double D, triple D deck. But just playing gimmick puppets, maybe maybe I'll have that going into the KC Cup. And I don't know. Like, I might just use like Harpies just to get through the hard parts of the KC Cup. And then uh, play whatever I want in Stage 2. I, I don't really have a game plan going into... November's KC Cup. Alright. This week in eSports, we have this uh, official Konami event called the Remote Duel Invitational. I remember hearing about it in the past, but... um, Yeah, they had it almost last week. I was on the 24th. So this is like a multi-deck thing. Let's let's look at the decks. First place, Zade King. First deck, uh, Songstress to Maestra... Melodious deck, you know, your typical Necrofusion version. Skill Prisoner and Skill, uh, what's the other card? Skill Breakthrough are two cards that you start seeing now. This deck runs uh, Skill Prisoner. Uh, Destiny Draw Thunder Dragons. Uh, we see Odd Eyes Advanced Dragon become a key part of the deck now. More and more. Battery Men. This deck isn't dead, and they're kind of using all they've got at this point. And Harpy's Hunting Guard Harpy is top meta deck right now. 21 card deck. 
Um, this 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 deck does something rare where they use a one one split elegant egotist and treacherous trap hole, but there are two uh, normal harpy monsters. There's the harpy lady one and then the cyber harpy lady, both coming out with the egotist, and um, notably you would just run one if you only have one of those monsters, but they have two. Second place is a little Hormagon. Harpies Hunting Ground Harpies. This is... Same thing. Going on with the one Egotist and two normal Harpy Monsters. Glyph the Phantom Bird comes in as a quick play with Swallow's Nest. You can pop a thing on the board. And Smashing Ground. Smashing Ground is kind of like the better version of Fissure. Where it's a non-target spell to destroy the strongest monster on the field. Destiny draw Luna Light. Luna Light's uh, still around. This is interesting because this deck runs a Chaos Dragon Levianir. Luna Lights are notably Dark Monsters, but this deck runs Temperance. Three copies of Arcana Force Temperance with the three copies of Sphere Kribo. Some hand traps here. Um, and that works pretty good with the Levianir because they're not going to do anything with the Temperance while it's sitting in the graveyard. Another deck from Songstress to Maestra Melodious. Uh, more of a toolbox version. You've got two copies of Sonata, the Melodious Diva, and three copies of Solo, the Melodious Songstress. Um, you got Breakthrough Skill, you got Skill Prisoner, you got Necrofusion. This is a big 25-card um, deck. And uh, Fiend Farewell, Thunder Dragons. Fiend Farewell, of course, hits the Chaos Betrayer, which is the only Fiend in this deck, who's a pretty powerful card um, out of the graveyard this deck also runs temperance temperance is a card that's coming back into play and it was a limited edition card from the sartorius event up for stevie this is a name we haven't heard in a bit destiny draw fire king fire king high avatar grunix version with the megaroid city tutor into kiteroid version destiny draw Yosenju's, Yosenju's notably the old version of the deck, no Pendulum Monsters here. And only one Sword Sting, which is interesting. And Harpies Hunting Ground Harpies, um, you know, this is more conventional, two copies of the Egotist with the two normal monsters, no Treacherous Trap Hole necessary. And top four, Nalil, Dragon Knight's Path Gaia. This is a pretty expensive deck because it's got three copies of Archfiend Eccentric. This is a card we've seen in Gaia decks, even though Gaia has been in the decline. Harpies Hunting Ground Harpies. Um, I don't know. Not much more to say about this deck. Destiny Draw Lunalite. Um, regular Lunalite deck with one copy of Temperance, no copy of the Chaos Dragon Levianir. Breakthrough skill in this deck as well, so it's a card... That's coming up big. And Harpy's Hunting Ground Triamid. So this is the rare version of the deck where they just run the skill just for having a, a field spell for the sake of it with the synergy of field spells. Okay, let's move on to nor normal tournaments. Duel Links Lounge Millennium Cup 19. First place, Ryu Zane. This is Territory of the Sharks Water XZs. This is... Interesting because they cut out the Atlantean attack squad. So that card's gone. You just have the marksman and the two heavy infantry. 
a lot of one ofs here. One of Forbidden Chalice, one of Breakthrough Skill, one of Paleo Canadia, and you can kind of tech in cards: Smashing Ground, Necro Valley, Poisonous Wind, Light Imprisoning Mirror, uh, Shadow Imprisoning Mirror, things like that. Second place: Obata Songstress to Maestra Melodious. Um, you know, we're seeing different versions about how many Donatas you play and also solo as well. This is kind of an older version. This deck, uh, you, you typically do that toolbox with the Mozarta, the Melodious Maestra, and the Chopina, the Melodious Maestra. Top four, Darwin, Harpies, Hunting Ground, Harpies. A more consistent profile in Monsters. Three copies of Perfumer. I guess that's notable. You don't really see that a ton. In top four, Serenity, Songstress, Songstress to Maestra, Melodious. You've got the extra copies of Solo, the Melodious, Songstress. And with Sonata, Sonata seems to be a core monster when it wasn't probably just this last week. Finally, Duel Links Meta Weekly 199. We're almost at 200. First place, Ramon R. Harpies, Hunting Ground Harpies. Typical look, two Perfumer, which is more common, one Harpist. Um, this is what you normally see. Ribbon Chalice is coming up big now as well. It's a, it's a quick play. You're starting to see it take up some slots from MST. Second place, Steven Freshly, Contract Procrastination Double D. So this is the first uh, Double D deck you see in the top four. Contract Procrastination is a skill from, obviously, uh, the clan. And basically, that that skill lets you skip your standby phase. I think you have to have like a certain number of Dark Contract cards or DD cards on the field. I, I forget what it is exactly, but that lets you skip your standby phase. And then you don't have to take damage from the Dark Contracts, which sometimes... Um, it's probably the biggest issue with this Double D deck. But just taking a look at it, three copies of uh, Double D Swirl Slime. This is a pretty key card for the deck. Um, it lets you fuse those monsters from the extra deck using monsters from your hand as fusion, so it's quick. Um, you could just fuse stuff without even having to play them. And then you could banish it from the graveyard and special summon a Double D from the hand. So it's a dual-use card. Very useful. You've got Double D Savant Newton, who serves as the pendulum scale of 10. You've got Double D Orphros, which is a pendulum scale of 3, but this is more important as a tuner. Three copies of Double D Savant Kepler. This is a scale of 10 as well. I guess the goal is that you wait for this one to, to get smaller while the Newton does not get smaller. I'm not exactly sure how it works. This one is useful primarily, though. You get to tutor um, cards, like the Dark Contracts. Three copies of Triple D, Dragon King, Pendragon. This is a very um, useful combo card. We see comboed with the Night Howl, which is, is here. Two copies of Double D, Night Howl. One copy of Double D, Burformat, who is useful for um, XC's plays, because then you could just modify... The levels of the cards to make XCs. Three copies of Dark Contract of the Gate. With the Gate, obviously this is the um, key card of the deck. One copy of Dark Contract with the Swamp King. This is for fusing. 
and two copies of Dark Contract of the Witch. This is um, Control and also Powering Up Your Monsters. And then in the extra deck, one copy of Triple D Flame King Genghis, one copy of Triple D Wave Oblivion King Caesar Ragnarok, one copy of Triple D Dragon Bane King Beowulf, one copy of Triple D Oracle King the Ark, two copies of Triple D Gust High King Alexander, and the Lone Xyz, one copy of Triple D Wave King Caesar. So that's one look of the Double D archetype. The first look. Up for a Yuza, Territory of the Sharks, Water Xyz, typical looking deck, the Atlantean Attack Squad is back. And top for Darley, great gateway to another dimension, Chronomaly. Rarely see this deck in the top four. Two copies of Chronomaly Moai, three copies of Crystal Bones, three copies of Crystal Skull, three copies of Nebra Disc, one Mud Golem, two MST, two Book of Moon, two Breakthrough Scale, two Ballista Squad, one Fiendish Chain, extra deck, two copies of Chronomaly Atlantis, two copies of Force Focus, who primarily serves as the equip spell for Powering Atlantis, Two copies of Chronomaly Chateau Huyuk and one copy of Heraldy Patriarch. All that um, culminates into the Duel Links meta power rankings. We kind of see pretty much the same picture. Harpies, uh, still the lone tier 1 deck at 23.4, which is acceptable. It's a tier 1 deck, but it's not overwhelming things at 30%. Tier 2, we have Melodious, the Rising Star, 12.8. Water Xyz at 10, and you'll send you at 8.5. Tier 3, we have Gaia at 6.4, which has been demoted. Uh, Magna Warriors at 6.1, and three decks have been trimmed off the list. Luna Lights, which we've seen like a little bit in the top four. Blue Eyes and Thunder Dragons as well. Fun- Thunder Dragons are a deck we see in the top four. Blue Eyes are a meme. So let's get to the um, Tag Duel Tournament. Another reincarnation of it, but this is the first time we have Arc V in this tournament. Two new cards. I'm not sure how good they are. First one's Performer Pal Change Giraffe. This is a Earth Beast Pendulum Level 1, Pendulum Scale 5, one, 100 Attack, 500 Defense, Pendulum Effect. When exactly one monster you control and no other cards is destroyed by battle, you can destroy this card. If you do, special summon that monster destroyed by battle and attack. If you do, the monster cannot be destroyed by battle this turn. And then, uh, monster effect. When this card is normal or special summoned, you can target one face-up monster your opponent controls. While this is face-up, that face-up monster cannot attack. Also negate the effects of that monster while it's on the field. Very useful card. Um, I'm not sure how... There's too many perform pal monsters to, com- to say like which ones are going to see play. Um... You know, obviously, they fit different strategies. This one has two useful abilities, though, on a pretty bad statted monster. You've got Pendulum Effect, where you can kind of stall. You could destroy this card and then um, stall with that monster on the board. This being a Pendulum Scale 5, it's not not really the best. It's kind of like in the middle, so you typically want that scale in the low end and the high end. This one's right in the middle, so... Not a great scale, so you don't really mind destroying this in the Pendulum Zone. Now the Monster Effect, it'll be nice to special summon this card, so then you can kind of stop um, some direct attacks from coming your way. And you also negate the Monster's effects. So this card has some useful abilities. 
on on bad, bad stats, frankly. It's just bad stats. So, you know, it's hard to say which performer pals are going to see play. This one is on the better end of the performer pal list. So, I would not be surprised to see this card see play if um, Yuya's archetypes become meta in the near future. Also, being a beast helps... I'm not sure if all the performer pals are beasts, but helps with his um, his fusion monsters, which you got from the last box release. Now, the other card we get in the SR is Sky Dragoons of Draconia. It's a normal winged beast, pendulum, wind, five stars, pendulum scale seven, 2200 attack, 200 defense. Normal monster, so has no abilities. But then there's a pendulum effect once per turn when a normal monster you control inflicts battle damage. Um, you can target one card on the field and destroy it. So, you know, this card has a scale of 7, which is good. It has one tribute for 2200 and no ability, so that's bad. So you never really want to play this as a monster. You want this as a pendulum effect. And then the pendulum effect is only normal synergy. So you could think about blue eyes, you could think about dark magician, you could think about red eyes, things things like that. And that's probably the only fit of this card. It's not even a dragon, it's a it's a pterodactyl. Um it's a winged beast. Yeah, um I don't see this card seeing any play, but you could think about it like not a lot of cards have normal monster synergy and this does provide that, so that is something to think about. Alright, so there's an upcoming campaign in the game, Yu-Gi-Oh! Manga 25th Anniversary Campaign. Notably, I believe, the manga came first in Yu-Gi-Oh! Like many things in um, this industry, the manga came up before the anime. They have a different storyline there. I'm not sure if there's like special art cards or anything like that. I know a lot of it um, is like NSFW, so I don't know how much of it they can actually release. But um, yeah, that was that was in '96, I guess that when that happened. It's like one of the first monsters came out and things like that. And they have like a loose story that the anime adapted and morphed eventually so there's like bits and pieces floating around and sure a lot of people who love this franchise have dug into it i personally have only seen like bits and pieces so i can't really say i know much about it but things we get gems and a ur dream ticket there's limited time missions for a skill ticket which is whatever and the chance at 5,000 gems. So it's kind of like a lottery system going on. And then there's going to be the accessory popularity poll, which I don't really care for. But we got new stuff, which is cool. I want to take a second to talk about um, the action duels. This was something that happened with the last event with the Clan Akaba. And that was kind of the second phase where you get to fight the special roaming duelist. And you pretty much get max out dual assessment if you um did this but this is interesting because it's kind of like the second wave 
of a new duel mode because first one obviously turbo duels for 5Ds. We had that going on and we still have that event. Sometimes it's not a permanent mode. But we, we got our first taste of action duels. And you basically get to six, share six cards based on the dualtainment meter. So there's six action cards and you get to use one every turn. But you share it with your opponent. It's kind of like a race to figure out to use them up first. I think first of all you want to use them up so your opponent can't use them. But also match it so you can win the game. I know some of the better ones were like the last two ones where you can buff your monster or attack twice. Those are the ones you want to steal from your opponent. Now this was just a PvE event. I'm sure there's going to be some PvP event because we that that's what we have with Turbo Duels. We have PvP. Um, but Dual Tain Action Duels, I think they're going to have to tinker around with what action cards there are. And I'm excited to see it down the line as a PvP event. Okay, so then the rest of this episode, because it is a light week, we will focus on Gong Strong, everything about Gong Strong, his level up cards, his dual skills, and his farmable cards. So let's get started with Gong Strong's level up cards. So just to start off my impressions with Gong Strong, he's an extremely Japanese character. Um, I'm not sure with the uh, dub, if they had to uh, dumb down some things, like um, in Pokemon they use the rice balls as donuts, you know, jelly donuts with Brock, notably. I'm not sure if they have any embarrassing moments like that. But Gong Strong uses Super Heavy Samurai, which has been a meta deck in the past, in Yu-Gi-Oh's past. So it's tough to make a character that utilizes an archetype that already exists. But we already have that with Zuzu Boyle. We have that with the Clan Akaba. We have that with the other guy, um, Silvio. So, no, this is not a new thing. So level of cards, we start off with Super Heavy Samurai Magnet, level 4, Earth Machine, 900 attack, 1900 defense. When this is normal summoned, you can special summon one level four or lower super heavy samurai from your hand. Change this card to defense. Monsters your opponent controls cannot attack any monsters except for this one. This is not um, great for the fact that we already have better super heavy samurais. They've been a known quantity to summon stuff straight from the deck. So like the super heavy samurai soul peacemaker does that. Um, and then, like, all the other cards, the wagon, they can just tutor stuff pretty good. And just having cards that summon stuff from the deck makes a card that special summons things from the hand less useful. Because you can't just fill up your deck with stuff. And, you know, in speed duels, you have to maximize the card slots to have your best monsters. So, you know, easily, this is... Um, not that useful. Even things like the big Waraji and the Trumpeteer, they can come out for free. So this card makes stuff come out for free um, when they already do. So it's kind of tough for this, a tough spot for this card. Um, and it's just less good than what we already have. So I don't expect that card to see any play. We have, um, as we've seen with these guys, the Arc V characters, 
repeated cards. We have a Mono Awado. This is a meta card from past events. It was probably from like the Pick a Gift campaign where I passed over some gems for this card. But um, this is a meta card. Um, useful card. Prevents your monsters from activating effects except for spirits. So your opponent's monsters pretty much have their effects negated if this card comes onto the field. Alright, new card, Dracoon Lamp. This is a level 4 Worm, Fire Worm, 500 attack, 2000 defense. Once per turn, quick effect, you can discard a Worm monster. This card gains 1000 defense until the end of the turn. Once per battle, during damage calculation, if this attack position card attacks an attack position monster, quick effect, apply this card's defense for damage calculation. So Basically, this becomes like a 4-star like a 3000 attacker on a monster. On just like an attack on attack monster. And then it's left in attack mode 500 attack. Um, I guess it's like. It's pretty strong because it's like a 3000 attacker. And then on your opponent's turn, it could be 2000. So 500 never really gets exposed. This is a worm monster, and you have to discard worm types. And unfortunately, that's like a. That's a. Um, archetype that sees no play the last time we saw worms were with the metaphys and um metaphys simply is not that good i hate playing against that deck though the oasis of dragon souls turns things into worms but they're not um worms in hand so it's just like a tough situation um and this effect you know it's just battle stuff so it's not that useful honestly and an SU ticket as well. Um, the SU tickets are kind of funny. And the last new card. Soul Heavy Samurai Soul Bang Cannon. Level 3 Earth Machine. 1000 Attack, 1000 Defense. You can target one Super Heavy Samurai you control. You equip this monster uh, from your hand or side of the field to that target. Gains 1000 Defense. During either player's battle phase... When your opponent activates a card effect while you control defense position Super Heavy Samurai, you can banish this from the graveyard and negate the activation if you do destroy it. Then destroy as many monsters on the field as possible, minimum of one. If you do, both players take 500 damage. This is pretty good. Um, this equipment, like any of these soul, uh, soul cards are... Equipment card, so this one gives it a thousand attack defense buff. I mean, the piercer does piercing, obviously, and horns make it attack twice. This one adds just the straight up 1000 defense, which is good on the Benkai, for example, and the the ninja. The ninja attacks directly, so it's pretty good. And then the, the better effect when your opponent activates a card when you control defense. Monster, you can banish this from the graveyard, negate activation, and destroy. So this is a card you really want in the graveyard, despite it being an equipment. Super heavies can't play spells and traps, so this is pretty much um, ultimate providence from the graveyard, and you don't have to discard a card. So Soul Bang Cannon is a card you have to get into the graveyard quick. And you could do that with the Soul Peacemaker. So play this card, equip Soul Peacemaker, and send it to the graveyard. And 
this card will make money being in the graveyard, countering your opponent's monster's effects, and letting you win the game and clear their board. They activate an effect of their monster, you pop it, negate, destroy, end of turn. So Soulbank Cannon is what you need. Uh, why you should uh, get that. There's only one copy though, unfortunately. Like, they limit you of one. So, that's that's a little bit of a problem, but you can get around that because Gongstrung is farmable for the Soulbank Cannon. So you could farm three copies. So that was never really an issue. Um, you can get three copies. Alright, let's talk about his dual skills. He doesn't have as many dual skills as others. Benkai the Guardian. Select one super heavy samurai Benkai you control. That's equipped with a super heavy samurai soul card. This card will not be destroyed by battle during your opponent's next turn. And your opponent cannot select a monster other than this monster as an attack target. You cannot declare an attack on the turn you use the skill. The skill can be used if you begin the duel with a deck that does not contain spells or traps. So, situationally okay. Um, your Benkai can survive a battle, I guess, one turn. Um, I mean, Benkai is just like a regular 3,500 defense, so it's pretty strong. Unfortunately, it's only just a battle thing, so your opponent can just pop it with a effect spell. They could banish it with a Karma Cut. You can bounce it with the Harpy Lady, so this is just battle, and it's not that useful. And the Benkai had 3,500 defense to begin with, so it, it was hard to hit through the Benkai without removing it first, so not that good. Defense Burst can be used up until your third turn and only once. Select one monster you control, it gains 500 defense until the end of your opponent's turn. At the start of your next turn, the monster's defense will become zero. So turning a super heavy to zero defense pretty much ends the usefulness of this. So this is like an OTK card. It grants 500 defense, so Benkai with this becomes 4,000, and you kind of want to swing for game right there. So that's really the whole use of this. This is not that useful. It's only for your first turn. So yeah, this is just like a one turn, 500 defense. You want an OTK. Not that good. Gong Won't Move is the next skill. Can be used once per turn if you control a monster in defense. Increase the defense of all monsters you control by 500 until the end of your opponent's turn. You cannot declare an attack on the turn you use this skill. The skill can only be used if you begin the duel with a deck that does not contain spells or traps. This skill can be used only twice per duel. Stall skill for defense. Um, you can't use that buff for attack. So it's not like it's beatdown. And then you just stall, which kind of sucks, though. Like, this is only against decks that can't remove you, like Luna Light. And, yeah, if you pack any back row, anything that bounces or destroys it, it will move these monsters. So not a very useful skill. Heavy Strong Strategy can be used once per turn if you have no spells or traps in your graveyard. Change all Earth Machine monsters you control to face-up defense. Then the defense of all monsters you control is increased by 200 for each monster in face-up defense. The skill can be used twice per duel. This is decent. Your monsters get a permanent defense buff. You can max out three monsters, so it's like 600. 
And then you could do it twice. So it's kind of like a 1200 boof boost. Permanent buff, so it's good. I think this is pretty... This might be his best skill, maybe. Heavy Strong Style. At the beginning of the duel, add a Super Heavy Samurai Benkai to your deck. Can be used once per duel if you control two or more monsters in defense and their total amount of defense is 3,500 or more. Add a Super Heavy Samurai Benkai from your graveyard to your hand. Then if you do... And if you do not control a monster whose original defense is 3,500 or more, return one card from your hand to your deck. This is the free-to-play skill. You get a free Benkaiser deck's 21 cards. And then um, if you have two monsters, you can add the Benkai from your graveyard to your hand. And then you can just tribute them to summon the Benkai. That's the whole goal of this. Not a very great skill. And finally, Style Evolution. Selects one level 4 or lower super heavy samurai in face of defense. It becomes a tuner. If you do not synchro summon a monster during the turn, you use this skill. All monsters in, in defense you control will be sent to the graveyard. The skill will only be used can only be used if you begin a duel of a deck that does not contain spells or traps. This can be used once per turn. So turning a non-tuner into a tuner isn't bad. And it lets you increase the arsenal of synchro monsters you have. So you could turn on like a level 4 tuner. And make something big. So we only have level 1 and 2. With the super heavy ceremony. There's the drum. There's a trumpeter. And then there's like a fist I think he's called. Um, so. This lets you. Have. Bigger generic synchro monsters. For example the. Vermilion dragon mech. You could turn your wagon. Into a 4 tuner. And then with the big Waraji, that's just five, you make nine. This is a pretty good skill, I think. It lets you expand your extra deck, and you can have some good generic synchro monsters. And the Super Heavy Samurai archetypes all about synchro. Alright, so last part is Gong Strong at the gate. As I mentioned before, he has... Um, the soul bang cannon there so that's pretty much what you want to farm from him Let's see yeah so they just give you one and then you can farm the other two it's pretty good uh total defense shogun not that good kanoichi not that good super heavy samurai swordsman's a new card level three earth machine 1800 when this is normal or special summons, you can change its battle position. If a super heavy samurai monster you control battles an opponent's monster, after damage calculation, that monster's attack becomes attack and defense becomes zero. This is interesting. You can basically ram an opponent's monster and then turn it into a zero. So this can give you an OTK, but I think the super heavy samurais do it better with the ninja, with the ninja attacking directly twice with the soul horns i personally think that's a superior strategy but the swordsman gives you another out where you can turn it into a zero zero and then you can make the benkai hit for four thousand directly basically so this is like an alternate strategy i don't think it's better than the pre the ninja attacking twice but it is a possibility now this other card's pretty good too. Super Heavy Samurai Soul Claw. Level 2 Earth Machine, 500-500. As a soul thing, you can equip it, right? So 
You can target a super heavy samurai you control. Equip this card to that one. It gains 500 attack and defense and cannot be destroyed by battle. While this card is equipped to a monster by a card's effect, you can special summon this card. You can use this effect once per turn. So 500 uh, defense buff, and then they can't get destroyed by battle. This is pretty much a better version of the skill we just discussed, which is defense burst. So this is a permanent soul claw for defense burst. Personally, I think there are better soul cards, like the soul peacemaker and then the piercer, but um, you never know. Like This can make... Like, we have... Power of the Guardians, which is pretty good. This makes the monster impervious to battle destruction. So if you buff it pretty good, it could stay on the board. Now, this doesn't protect it against, you know, effect destruction or bounce or banish, but it could work in some metas, I think. Maybe. That's it for Gong Strong. I think in the future episodes, we'll talk about Silvio Sawatori as well. Silvio is interesting because he has Yosenju's and the Abyss Actor. The Abyss Actor is not really a real archetype, unfortunately. And, um... Who's the other guy? The Clan Akaba is not at the gate yet, so we're going to have to wait for more uh, the Clan events to come up before he gets retired. So, we'll just talk about the Clan's, um... His level cards and skills in a future episode that's it upcoming news early november duelist road dark side of dimensions new ur final gias and a new sr metamorph fortress i think that's an old card that's a skill i think that's the first duelist roads with dsod it, it helps you um understand the movie if you haven't watched it early november duelist mission research for new sr flash knight KC Cup happening in the middle of the month, November 16 to 28. So that's kind of a hard scramble for people hanging King of Games. Let's get it early. Mid-November, Tour Guide Bingo. Late November, Primo to the Gate. Late November, For the Sake of Family, Trey Event. New UR, Chronomaly uh, Moai Carrier. And an SR, Chronomaly Aztec Mask Golem. And late November, Mission Circuit, New SR Card, PM Captor. So notably this month, there's no new character... Uh, for Legendary Duelist. That is it for the podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can subscribe and listen to this podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Just search Duel Links Podcast and you'll find it. Check out the podcast and more at the website, the dualassessment.wordpress.com. All the back episodes are there as well. Email me with anything at the dualassessment at gmail.com or you could find me on Twitter at dual underscore assessment or my own seldomly used account at Green Ranger CCG. Alright, thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. <laughs>